We did good uh, on Jayla. We did yes. good in the kitchen today. We did. What did we make? Uh, we made some really, really yummy wraps. And uh, we just got our M&M, peanut butter M&M cookies out of the oven. And they are cooling as we speak. I have made peanut butter cookies for years and years, yeah. but I've never made them with M&Ms in them. So this is going to be a fun little treat for the both of us. Yeah, and I have done that before um, with flour. Uh, this is like a long time ago, though. This is like when I was a kid. And I remember, I think we used peanut M&Ms for the top, for the, um, the, the cookies. In peanut butter cookies? Uh, yes, I believe so. That's a lot of peanut butter. We either, we either made, wait, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think we did make peanut butter cookies with M&M's, but I think they were the peanut M&M's if I can, if I remember correctly, but then that was a long time ago. That was like when I was 10 or so. So you're an OG of this cookie game. You've been making cookies for a while. Not really. (laughs) Not for a long time anyway. I mean, the last time I made peanut butter cookies, it just seemed like it was a... It seemed like a longer, arduous process because I had to mix it with a spoon. And now that I know that I can just mix it with my hand, it, it, it makes it so much faster and easier. And I know that it's going to get incorporated. Just for a little bit of background, mm-hmm. today you asked for a spoon. So I put a spoon yeah. in the bowl and I yes. said, Alana, you mix. And I was assuming that for some reason you were going to mix with a spoon in your hands. Yeah. And then you said, this is odd. This is hard doing it with a spoon. To well, what? it was, and also it was the shape of the spoon. Right. That, that didn't make it easier for me. <laughs> to which I replied, buy me some new spoons and you should try mixing it with your hand because you're going to have to wash them anyway. And you already have clean hands because we're in the kitchen. You didn't ask me to buy spoons, but I said that I think you should get new spoons. From the More store spoons. of Alana J-Lo. I'm going to apply for the J-Lo grants, <laughs> the J-Lo spoon grant. I don't have a spoon store or a, a, a cookware store. But you have, like, grants that you've set up for underprivileged people so they can buy spoons, right? No. You should really think about that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't really have a lot of uh, money to start any grants. I think it's about, like, buying spoons for one person at a time. And I could be the, the first recipient <laughs> of the grants. Maybe next year you could give it to somebody else. But that's just like a scholarships, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And people could write essays about why they need these new spoons. I need a spoon. I need spoons because blank, blank, blank. This is why I would benefit from these spoons. This is it's, how my life. It's would get not better. as if they were like computers, you know, computer equipment or something. They're spoons. They're spoons. You could easily get them at the store. Yeah, but some people just don't you want. You even to. get them at the Dollar Tree if you, you want. You could get spoons for lazy people. That could be the name of your. <laughs> Charity spoons for lazy people. <laughs> I don't think lazy people should get should receive charity unless they absolutely need it, mm. right? If they're bedridden, well, I don't know. It depends on how they got that way, though. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. Well, and you never know what brings somebody to be lazy, too. Absolutely. It could be disease. It could be that they just don't want to do anything. They face a lot of tragedy in Depression. their life. You know, and, and I have to say, and we've had discussions about laziness in general, It's uh, it, it can be frustrating. Oh, I am a recovering procrastinator. Yeah. I haven't completely recovered from it. I'm still working on it. Yeah. But I've, I've dealt with procrastination a lot in my life. So, so did I. I mean, I don't think there's anyone in this world that has not procrastinated at all or isn't procrastinating a little bit. Because I, I still do it, and I'm not happy about it. But at least I can admit that I do it. You know that famous story about Douglas Adams, right? What about it? He wrote the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. The books and also the radio plays. Right. When he was working on the radio plays, somebody was sent down to grab pages from him and give to the actors as they were on the air reading them. Right. And supposedly, this is in the book The War of Art, which you should really check out. There are stories about his uh, book agent having to lock him in a room and in a hotel to make sure that he actually met his deadlines. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I remember the days that I was in college, and sometimes those deadlines really helped me work under pressure because I knew that I had a deadline to meet, and if I didn't do things in a timely manner, 
it would make it even harder. It'd make it even harder. I could see that. But I do know about procrastination because there were times in school where I would put off a project that wasn't as hard or what I struggled with was that I had so many projects to do that I didn't know what to do first because there's so many things mm-hmm. that were just piling up and it's that's one of the things I hated about the quarter system in college because they cram so many things in one quarter including papers and essays that you have to you really have to manage your time at least when you when the the system is a semester system you have a little bit of leeway a little bit of leeway and a little bit of um a little bit to work with a little bit of time to work with but that's how i've I've seen it nice i guess not nice not nice to to have a lot of stuff crammed into a quarter and then have everything pile up by the end of it not fun no yeah. What made these sandwiches a little bit different? The flatbread. Did we buy flatbread or? No, we no we made the flat. Actually, you made the flat flatbread Thank dough. You. Yeah, I didn't make it at all. Whoa. I didn't have any part in making the dough, but uh, you had it chilled, and then you you shaped it, and you floured it, and it turned out really good. Thank you. I'm always wow. concerned because it is sort of a newer recipe. I learned it about a week ago. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun doing stuff like that. And I think a lot of people, for some reason, get intimidated by bread. Right. When it's really not that difficult mm-hmm. to master. If not master, at least get to a, a level to where you can handle yourself with bread. Mm-hmm. You're having a drink mm-hmm. of water. Mm-hmm. Let me have some. <sighs> Lemon and lime water. <sighs> it's delicious. And it's so good for you. Refreshing too. Yes, and then we also have the my imitation kappa yum sauce. Yeah, I actually um, I had a I, I I don't think I put in I think I put a little bit on there, but I I, I tasted it. Uh, it was there was like a hint of it on there, and it was really good. Thank you. Um, I had to swap some ingredients because I just didn't have them. It was good. So, for example, I had some <laughs> lemon juice, but I didn't have enough to get my blender going. Yeah. So I put in just a little bit of water and a little bit of coconut milk oh. to get the blender started. Okay. And I didn't have any dried oregano. I believe they use curry powder, mm-hmm. and I use a garam masala, which is a type of curry powder, mm. but it's not really... Is that used in Indian food? Garam masala, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a blend of different garam things. Garam masala. That sounds like chicken masala or something. Chicken tikka masala or something like that. Well, yeah, because it's it's a blend of different spices. I'm sure they use it in tikka masala. That sounds that sounds yummy. Um, I think that the next time we go to Cafe Yum, I should try the sauce. I'm surprised you haven't. I don't think I have. I thought you had. No, I, there's a lot of things in my bowl, but I don't remember if I had the sauce or not. I kind of want to duplicate their rice bowl, but mm. first I got to find good avocados. I thought I had a good connection, but I'm it turns out I didn't. You, the farmer's market that's close to you might be the better choice, if unless you you can spare uh, uh, taking a long walk to your Joe's. We're, we're going to see what happens, but I need to get some avocados. Yeah, you got to. I'm jonesing for some green oh. stuff. You know? Did you know that avocado? I heard is real could be uh, used in desserts like chocolate pudding. I was talking about that with a friend of mine. Yeah, I heard about it. I heard she it texted really me the healthy. other day, and yeah. we we're kind of going back and forth about it. Did she make a chocolate pudding with avocado? No, she said that she heard that it could be used in chocolate pudding. I heard about that too, and it makes it like extra velvety, and and I never would have thought that avocado would be good, but I but I would be willing to try it. It's an amazing food. It is, it is. It's a superfood, and I think it's interesting how doctors will say. Um, don't eat too many avocados because of the fat content. But it's meanwhile, it's, it's a healthy fat. fat. Yeah, it's and good it's, fat. And it has more than just fat in it too. Yeah, and uh, and avocado oil is becoming more popular. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I know you're not a medical expert. Neither I'm am not, I. Yep. But I believe avocados have more potassium than bananas. That wouldn't surprise me. And as much as I love bananas, because I'd probably eat, I probably eat more bananas than avocados, which is I think is true. Um, I don't eat. I don't eat. As many avocados, mm-hmm. but I think you're right. There's a lot of um, good nutrients from avocados and um, avocado oil, too. I have bananas here today, but I'm not giving you any. 
Oh, that's okay. Well, I'm saving that for banana bread. And I do have bananas in, in my fridge anyway, so yeah, and gonna, I can always get more. I'm going to make banana bread in like three days. Yay! Yes. What kind of banana bread? Cho- it's going to have chocolate in it. Mm. It's going to have various other things in it. Oh. Yeah, like some dried... Uh, Dried cranberries. Cranberries, I forgot the word. And walnuts. Maybe Maybe. some walnuts, maybe. I think that would taste really good. Maybe. I I would also suggest, because we've talked about this before, that you should make it into, like, uh, cinnamon rolls or into, like, a banana banana chocolate muffin or something. I want to do muffins. This is getting a tin, and, and muffin tins aren't really that expensive. It's just a matter of remembering to get one. Or maybe we could... Or maybe maybe make them into cupcakes even. That's true. Because you know you've been wanting to get a cupcake tin for a while, mm-hmm. and didn't you see they're slightly different because the muffin cups are uh, deeper than the cupcake cups. Yep. And that makes sense. And and wider too. Yeah, and because cupcake, cupcakes are usually lighter and they're smaller, not as dense as muffins. The 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 cups uh, don't go as deep as the muffins do, and I never made cupcakes before. I have. Yeah. But years and years ago. Ah, uh, I have never once made cupcakes. They're pretty standard once you get the hang of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to, I'm interested in finding out, like, now, um, I know that you're not much into reality TV, and I understand why, but sometimes I love watching cooking competitions or cooking shows. Like, sometimes if I'm watching the Food Network, I love watching... Either Cake Wars or Cupcake Wars. I am not a reality TV fan. Having said that, occasionally I will watch a cooking show Mm -hmm. just because once in a while they'll have some good tips. Mm -hmm. For example, I am kind of a Gordon Ramsay fan. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this earlier this week. I watched a show he did in 2012 where he went behind bars to help these prisoners start a baking business. It's pretty brave. It was, and I was actually surprised how good it was. And I got, I got really, really sucked into it, too. Wow. I watched it over two nights. Granted, wow. there was only four episodes, but it was wow. a good show. Yeah, that's interesting. So I like, um, I, I, I like cooking competitions because they're really fun. Um, so uh, here's an example. Cupcake Wars, right? I think I kind of told you about that. <laughs> they have to use ingredients. Sometimes uh, they'll have, like, three contestants on and they'll use ingredients in the basket, but they have to make a cupcake out of it. So they might get some really bad ingredients. Well, they have to because, and all these people that are doing these, most of it, most of them are chefs. Most of them are um, they actually have their own cupcake businesses. They have to come up with ingredients like you know, um, or come up with with ingredients to make like a really fancy cupcake uh, or a creative cupcake. Like they have to do some things with the buttercream frosting and they have to make they just have to it's it's kind of cool how they're how creative they can be that sounds like a type of reality show that i might be able to get into no i think it's i think it's fun to watch Mm. and 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 of course uh chaos ensues somebody gets something wrong with the batters or the presentation doesn't turn out right and then people start yelling each other uh, no, they have okay. no. They don't usually yell at each other, but they get they get frustrated and they they get frustrated with their assistants or they get you know because each of them have assistants, and then the the people that are left over, which is usually two contestants, at the end uh, towards the end of the competition, they have to make a thousand cupcake display to go with the theme of the show, and they have to they have to present it, and if they have this. If their if their cupcake display wins and they get to show it off, they are professional chefs. Or they come from, or they'll they'll be on another Food Network show because they won another baking championship, or they won another they won like um, uh, Chopped. Uh, chopped is a cooking show. I've heard of Chopped. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Ah, it's it's fun to watch. Or used to be, yeah. Yeah, I, I love watching cooking stuff. It's it's fun to watch. I love the YouTube stuff. Like, we've talked about Laura Vitale, Brothers Green. I'm a huge fan of, even yeah. though they just kind and, of broke up. Yeah, Entertaining with Beth is really good. And I, I found need, her by accident. I need to check that one out. And then there's one I got onto recently. I think it's called, like, The Happy Vegan. And I'm, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not screwing the name of that up. It's these two twin brothers who live in... I'm horrible with this. I want to say England, but that's probably not right. And they oh. make all these vegan dishes. Oh, wow. And they're really, really good stuff. 
Oh. I'm almost certain I got the name of the YouTube channel wrong, but it's really good. When I was looking for M&M cookie recipes on YouTube, um, there's a lot of recipes that have been done by Stephanie Jaworski, Stephanie Jaworski from The Joy of Baking. I still need to check that out. Joyofbaking.com. Do you like Bake Like a Pro? I have not seen that. I know I've heard about it. I've not seen it. Do you know who the person's name is? I don't know his name, but he kind of sounds like a Canadian Louis C.K. Oh, wow. And I'm still a Louis C.K. fan. Yeah. I don't care what he said to somebody on the phone when they could have hung up. That's yeah. just my own opinion. But we no, don't no, I, I totally agree. I mean, if it was... Yeah, anyway, we don't have to get into that. We don't have to get into that. It's, it's, it's off topic anyway. Yes. Louis C.K. hasn't, hasn't baked anything, so... To the best of my knowledge, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I want to have it. Anyway. <laughs> a special ingredient in it. Ew! This is his white sauce. Oh, okay. Why do you have to say that? That's gross. It tastes like uh, there's too much salt in it. Oh, okay. Okay, that's gross. I don't want to think about that. That's gross, babe. Hey, you're the one who said it. I didn't say anything. Alana, switching topics a little bit. Yes. Saturday. Yes. July 6th. July 6th. 2019. Yes. We met downtown in front of a 7-Eleven. Yes. You had to use a bathroom. I did. We went <laughs> to the Pioneer Swimming Yeah. I don't know if I need to give every detail. <laughs> I need to give every detail. Um, I felt better, and then we walked to the water to the waterfront. And we got there early. We did. And we got in for the Blues Festival. And we got to hear a couple of sound checks. Yes. So I, I have a piece of paper with the acts on uh-huh. it that we saw in chronological order. Yep. First one we saw was Samuel E.M. and the Joyful Noise. Yep. They were good. Yep. Uh, they didn't blow me away. Yeah. But they, they didn't suck either. They were good for what they did. They were good for what they did. I, I thought I thought they were good. Like, I thought they were a good startup, startup act. Yeah. And then we have uh, Marina Cruz. And Ben Rice. Oh, yes. I think it's supposed to be Krauss, but... Krauss. Okay. I'm horrible with pronunciation. That's okay. I understand. Marina Krauss was amazing. Yes. And the thing that really amazed me, and I, I think you would agree, is that she said she didn't start professionally singing until five years ago. That was really cool. Which... And she had wanted to do it for like 25 years, I think, before then. Oh, she was so good. She, she, she had a lot of soul in her voice. I mean, she was amazing. And she sang, and she sang some some things in Spanish, uh, beautifully. She was really good, and her and her band was. And she also had some guest stars, or guest guests uh, musicians, on percussion, at, um, during her set. It was the, very cool. It was by the south stage, which I know is a big stage, and everybody loves it. But I don't like the dance area because it, there's kind of like a slope down. Oh, I hate that. I yeah. know because remember when we were walking to the stage, and I almost. I, I could have fallen forward. I do remember that. And they're like, I'm not gonna. And then there was like this little hole in the, in the, um, uh, it was like a little hole in the ground there that we were standing on, which is like the flattest area of the slope. I didn't like that. I don't like dancing in that area. Just I know. Like, it's kind of hard to move around. It is. It is, and that, and you know, and it, and the crowd, the more crowded it got, I was like, ah, this is hard to move. Yeah. But then after that. We went to the GMC stage, or back to that area, yep. to see LaRonda Steele and the Steele family, which I had been telling you about for a while, and I really wanted to make that, sure we caught that show. That was one of my favorite acts. I mean, there were a few that I really liked besides them, but this was like, this is a close, close one. This was amazing. They are really good. They were so talented. The thing I, I like about them, too, is they do covers, they do originals, and when you hear that a family's doing it, you think, ah, there's one talented person, mm-hmm. and then the rest probably are okay, or they kind of suck, but her entire family oh, rocked that stage. Her daughters were great. I mean, they, they really, like, put their all into their pieces. Well, I know Lauren, I don't think Sarah wrote... I don't think the younger daughter wrote the piece, right? I don't I think, think so. The older daughter did, but they were so good. I think Sarah, though, she just, she sang a lot. She did, but yeah. but they were amazing. Oh, such talent! And 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 um, Mrs. Steele, Loranda, Miss Loranda Steele. Miss Loranda Steele was amazing, and her her husband was good on the keyboards. Oh, you had never heard her music? Not at all. Because one, I'm inept, and I have not been able to find them on streaming sites. They're probably not on there then. 
I think I maybe see, saw one song from them that's on the streaming sites, but they are incredible. They are so good. I've seen them before this, wow. and that's really why I wanted to. Do was she and, and and her family was with her the last time? Oh, they were. And okay. Lauren did originals the last time that were amazing. Would you Would you agree that the daughters have, um, especially the older daughter, has kind of like a Beyonce esque uh, voice? I actually think she sounds better than Beyonce, but I'm not, a, I'm not a Beyonce fan. I would agree. Um, so I would say I, no just because of I that. was more of a Beyonce fan when she was with Destiny's Child, but that's my opinion. Um, I, I don't really like her much now because I've heard her voice so many times. And I was never really a fan. There's a couple songs that I think are okay. Yeah, but, but I think she. I think now that, you know, I, I think she sounds much better than her. I would agree. Mm. But they got they have so much talent. They're yeah. great. They're great. They're great. And um, was it the after them that we went to the the stage, the smaller stage? We went to the Crossroads stage and we saw Tevis Hodges or Hodge, I think. Let me see. Is that the one with the banjo and the guitar? Yes, that was Tevis Hodge. Okay, and then did they actually have a list of? Did they actually have a, the name listed on the on the website? On the website, okay. Yeah, and I went to the website to make sure that I got the song chronicle he was, order. He was very good. He was good. He was, and even though it, I think he was like a, a one-man band, so, but he was he was amazing. And then uh, Timothy James was good. Timothy James was a little bit later. We'll get to him. Yes. But before we got to him, we would go to Ty Curtis and Dave Schur. Oh, amazing. They're really good. Uh, Ty Curtis has a great voice. And I've seen him perform before. It's great. He's amazing. Great. I think that he said on an interview that this was his ninth blues fest. Wow. Yeah. So he so he frequents the blues festival quite a bit. He does. And he's not local, right? I could have this wrong. I don't think he's local, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had Timothy James. Timothy James was pretty good, too. He, he, he attracted uh, quite a crowd. He was very good. Then we go back to GNC. Yep. Where we've seen the first act of the day. We've seen the Steele family, we've seen Ty Curtis, and then we get to Linda Pence and Cold Blood. Yes. They were amazing. Oh, I didn't even know that um, she was really famous, but I guess she, she is. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, well, well the, the, woman that was, um, the woman that was introducing her, it sounded like she was famous because uh, I, I never heard of her until then, but she was, they were amazing, and they had a great brass section, and they were definitely engaging with the audience, and the audience was having a great time, and that was amazing, really amazing. Yes, yes. Oh, and then don't forget Southern Avenue. Southern Avenue is next, baby. We saw them on the South Stage, and I had seen Southern Avenue play the GNC stage two years ago, and I really wanted you to see Southern Avenue because I thought they were amazing the first time. Yeah, they were really great. I mean, they brought down the house as well. So I'll say this about the Blues Festival this yeah. this year, especially the day we went. Yeah. There were some who were performers who were better than others, but none of them sucked that day. No, they not at all. They were all... I was... I was blown really, away by... At the very least, they're all really I, I was blown away by all the people we saw together. I was blown away. I mean, there may have been times where I gotten a little tired. <laughs> because, <laughs> like during the Thai Curtis set. Oh, yeah. Well, my feet were starting to hurt, too. Yeah, I was, I was tired, and I was also a little sleepy because I didn't sleep very well the night before. But that's to be expected, you know, if you've been walking for, you know, several hours. <laughs> and if you were excited the night before about... Nuts. And, and, yeah. Going to the Blues Fest. And, and not sitting for hours, you know, mm-hmm. and not eating for hours. Mm-hmm. But um, Southern Avenue was really good. Yes. They were standout. And who was the next one? The next one, we saw another act that I've seen before at the Blues Festival last year. But this year, uh, I also saw them, and they were Vintage Trouble. Yeah, they were good, too. Yeah. And they were very um, engaged with the audience. I have a feeling that I like them just a little bit more than you did. Yeah, I, I was just waiting for the last one. Yeah. <laughs> the last act. I, I don't know. I mean, I know we have quite a bit in common when it comes to music, mm-hmm. but I was... I was more uh, getting ready for the last act, and I don't know much about Vintage Trouble's music, but I like what I heard. I like hearing musicians live who I don't know who they are, because I look at it like, I might discover my next favorite artist here. Right. Which has happened before at the Blues Fest. Yeah. You know. And I'm not saying that you don't like that, but I think I might enjoy that part of it a little bit more. Yeah. Having said that, 
I remember when I went to see Ice Cube a few years ago mm-hmm. at a different music festival. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like you in the sense that I'm like, let's get to the guy that I've been listening to since I was 16. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. But anyways, after Vintage Trouble, we have the closer of the night. Yeah. Uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. They, uh, in my opinion, I think you'd agree with me. They were uh, the one act that was, like, the best of the night. It was very close. I'd have to give it to very them. Close. But, like, a close, close second would be LaRonda Steele and the Absolutely. Steele family. Absolutely. And then Linda, Pence, and Cold Blood and Southern Avenue would probably tie for third in my place. Because it's too close to call between Yeah, it's, it's hard. But I, I, I would think that um, Cold, uh, Lydia Pence and Cold Blood and Southern Avenue were prob- would probably be in the same category yeah. as far as... Uh, greatness, but um, St. Paul and the Broken Bones was fantastic. Yeah, I don't know why I said Linda Pence. I yeah. screw up names all the That's time. That's okay. I knew what you meant. Yes. I, 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 I knew you were going to figure it out. Yes. Oh, and um, should we should we mention that we uh, we actually um, met up with someone we knew? Yeah, maybe we don't say this person's we name. We won't say the, the person's name, but... Somebody who is a very good friend of mine and who Alana knows through other areas. Yeah. Uh, him and his significant other ended up on the dance floor next to us during the St. Paul and the Broken Bone show. And we had no idea that <laughs> they were there. Yeah. Uh, they got, so uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones were on at about 9. They were there since 7. We didn't know that they were there until we got to the dance floor, that's to the stage. And there they were. I had right. hung out with this person the day before Blues Fest. We saw many shows, including the California Honey Drops together. And I just heard the California Honey Drops just uh, a few minutes ago. Caused a little bit of a deba- debate between us. Yeah. Which you kind of won, but we don't I, have to go there. I, I, I think I did. Yeah. I think I proved my point, don't you think? I think you did. Yeah. Yes. We don't have to mention it. No. <laughs> but they are good. Yeah. But, but uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones was amazing. Mm. One of the highlights... Well, one... They played the songs that I wanted them to hear. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Out of the songs that I know of theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan, but I do really enjoy their music. They played the ones that I, I, was, I was hoping that they would play. You're not a huge fan of them? No, I, I mean, I should rephrase that. I don't go as deep as other people do Yeah. with their music, but I do really enjoy their music. Does yeah. that make any sense? Right, right, right. And I don't know much about their music, only the ones that I've heard. But they are good. Do they get played on the radio? Because you listen to the regular radio. Um, I, I haven't heard them. I know that they get played on like KEXP and uh, the alternative stuff that I like to listen to. Yeah. Well, well, the I told you. I told you before that one time I was on my way home, and I heard uh, Leon Bridges on a station. That's pretty cool. And uh, I really am enjoying Leon Bridges. I turned you on to him. Yes, yes. absolutely. He's. And I can't believe how young he is yep. because you told me how young he was, and I'm like, I, think I can't he's believe like 29. it. I can't believe it. Yeah. Did I also turn you on to St. Paul, or did somebody? Yes, else? you did. Nice. It was it was you. Very good. Very you you are uh, you are the one that I'm turned a, me on to St. Paul and the Broken Bones. I'm a gateway to good music. I would say that so far. Yep. Thank you. Well, well, I also introduced you to somebody today. You did. Who would that be? You. Uh, he's he sounds like his name sounds really white. <laughs> um, so does yours. Uh, mine does too. <laughs> I forgot his name. James Ingram. James Ingram. That's yes. right. And he is not a white guy. No. No. As far as I know, he isn't. No, there's nothing wrong with being white. No. But I like black musicians more. I know they probably just came out really racist, but white people can play music. D- d- disclaimer, that was not a racist statement. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know exactly what you meant. I'm glad you knew what I meant. Yeah. No, I, I, I liked James Ingram ever since I was very young. And I think that's one of the musicians that my, that's one of the singers that my dad likes too. When you mentioned his name, I thought that he was probably like an emo singer or maybe like an Americana guy just based on the name. No, no. I said I was I was really surprised that you haven't heard about him because mm-hmm. he was really popular in the eighties and he did some like uh, more R and B soul stuff and he did um, a duet. He did a couple duets with Patty Austin. He did a duet a couple duets with Michael McDonald. Uh, you heard a while ago that he did a duet with uh, Dolly Parton of all people, which I thought, oh wow, this is interesting. She also did a duet with Smokey Robinson. I got to hear that at some point. 
So getting back real quick to St. Paul and the Broken Bones, yes, I loved the trombone solo. Oh, the trombone and the sax solo. But the sax came in near the end of it, though. Yes, yes, but that was a good addition. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, they did uh, was they did When You're Crying, right, by Otis Redding. No, they did. Um, I've been loving you. I've been loving you. That's right. And we were about re- we were leaving the stage. We had left the stage. We left the stage. We were able to hear it because they said that okay, we're going to do the, the, our last song. So that it, they did the last song. I said goodbye to my friend, and we're running away from the stage because I was just assuming that place was going to get crowded as f. Yeah. And we're maybe a hundred yards away from the stage at this point or we could still we could still hear we it could it still hear them and then they resonating said, throughout the then park. they said okay we're gonna do one more song this is an otis running cover and i'm like we're stopping we're dancing it was so good was they did a good and they and they said okay we're gonna do this one last song and i think it went over well we're gonna sing an otis running song and the crowd goes wild ah oh, you know the, um. the, the crowd goes wild and we're like okay we got to stop and hear this mm-hmm and there we are in the middle of the park dancing, dancing. again. It was a, it was a, we had such a good time. It was a great experience. I, I wasn't sure how the day was going to go because I thought, oh man, we're going to be roasting. We're going to be, it's going to be hot. <laughs> There's going to be too many people, but the weather was beautiful. It was cool. Um, the sun didn't come out though, but it was really nice. It wasn't cold. It was just perfect. And even though it was crowded and it was crowded, I didn't feel, you know, like, I didn't feel too hot. I don't know. Sometimes when there's a lot of bodies in one place, it just gets it can. It can really, 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 really fast. But I had such a good time. I did too. I'm glad I was able to share that with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I see. I see. I love. I love those kinds of things. And this is the first time I ever been to several concerts in one day. Usually, if I go to like a, and granted, this isn't really like the fair. Although it could have been. Um, if I go to like a, a county fair or a state fair, there's a lot of things you can do. You can buy food and eat. You can uh, do other things that are going on besides listening to music. But we were listening to music for a good 10 hours and walking from stage to stage. But uh, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Great experience. <laughs> it was a great experience. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And maybe I'll go next year. That'd be fun. Yeah. Have my lady with me next year. All right. Yeah? Yeah, we'll see how things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we will. Uh, probably couldn't do it for four days. I know you do that for four days, but... I saw 33 performances this year at Blues Fest. Wow. And I remember I called you on Sunday because I came home early and I was going through my own emo phase. <laughs> I was like, oh, I left early. I didn't get the full value of my tickets, whatever. <laughs> this is why journaling is so good. I went back through my journals. Last year, I only thought, saw 23 performances. Wow. Uh, the year before that, I saw like 44 performances. Wow. Which is 2017. However, the festival was five days in 2017 and it was wow. only four days this year did you go in t- uh, 2016 i did but i only i only went for two days and i didn't oh. really write down all the acts that i saw all right but that was the year i saw samantha fish just oh. kill it at the blues festival yeah she she did such an amazing job and i know i've talked to you about this before but she, she just like blew me away it would be great to see her live and she i mean you turned her on to you turned me on to her music if Samantha really Fish good. comes back to Portland, yeah. even if the tickets are kind of pricey and it's not at the Blues Festival, yeah. there's a good chance I'm going to go and see her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, that would be good. That would be great. It would be even better if she gave like an hour, uh, a free hour concert in the park. That would be amazing. I doubt she will, but yeah. you know, shout out to you, Samantha Fish, and Three Guys With Guitars. Three Guys With Guitars? That was the name of her band. Oh, oh okay. Samantha Fish and Three Guys With Guitars. That's very creative. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the entire concert is probably still up on YouTube. Mm. They break it down individually in the songs, but I saw that concert up on YouTube like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So um, a good time was had by the both of us that day. It was, it was awesome. It was. 
Yes, it was. And we were able to avoid a huge crowd. That was great. A huge, a huge crowd. I, I guess I should clarify it. A huge crowd on the way out of the, the park. <laughs> there was a huge crowd by the time it was 6 o'clock in the evening. But mm-hmm. we avoided the crowd on the way uh, out of the park. So that was good. I was very happy about that. I was too. Yeah, and I'm sure that you probably avoided the crowd on the way um, back home on the bridge, right? I did. Yeah, because you told me that in past years you didn't avoid the crowd, and it was... It was pretty much the first year. Yeah. In 2016, I went, and it was July 4th. This was when I saw Samantha Fish. Mm -hmm. This was a little bit later in the day, though. Mm -hmm. And I stayed for the fireworks, because I don't know why I did. I'm a blind guy. I don't really care about fireworks. And I left. Yeah. Hawthorne Bridge was packed with people leaving. Yeah. It, it, you, probably, you probably would have done better just, just listening to it from your window and being able to see whatever you could see from your window. Because uh, today, uh, or this year on the 4th, there were so many fireworks outside my window, and they didn't stop it until until 12. I don't know why I saved for the fireworks. I think it was just my first year, and you know how yeah. I am. I have a fear of missing out on things. Yeah. Yeah. Except for catheters, I can miss out on those. Well, well, who would want Who would? Who would? Who would enjoy the catheter? I, I know. I don't think I. I, I feel bad for people that have to use it. I do too. I mean, they have to use it all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I feel really bad for them because that sounds like it's painful. It does. It sounds like it's very painful. Oh, I feel bad. I mean, I do. Yes. I do feel bad. Yes, you, you know. do. But um. Uh. I know, but you know, you know. Eventually, um, and I know you're working on it. Uh, you know, music, good music is always going to be there, no matter if you miss out or not. And there's always a way to find out. You know, and there's always a way to to listen to recordings, whether it was recorded on YouTube or what. I know it's not the same as it's actually not seeing the them live, but you know. I saw the friend that we ran into. Mm-hmm. I had lunch with them on Monday and he said oh me and my wife went back there on Sunday we were there from 6 till it ended oh and I had left at I think 4 or 5 so yeah you called them. me like you called me like probably around like close to 6 I think it is because yeah. we talked for about an hour something like that yeah he you, told me that the shows he saw from 6 to 10 were amazing. Wow. I was like, oh, I missed those. But then I remembered what we said. It's like sometimes the best decision is not to listen to a great live show. Yeah. Even though it's a live show, it's like sometimes the best decision is to come home and chill right. if you have a long weekend. Yeah, and learn how to you, pace yourself better. Yeah, and, you know, what's, what's more important? I mean, good music will always be there, but your health is not always going to be there. And it's... It's better to take care of yourself than worry about how many shows you see during the weekend. Mm. That's what I, I mean. That's what I've learned as I've gotten older. Because there are times where, and we've talked about this, where I wanted to go to a certain place, I wanted to do a certain activity, but I was sick, or I wasn't feeling good for whatever reason, and I just, I just couldn't go. I just couldn't go because I, I didn't want to get anyone sick, or I just needed to rest, and that's what I had to do. And I felt better for it. That's good. Even though I really, really wanted to do whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's better that you you relax. But I'm glad they went back. I am too. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad that, that he had a really good time Saturday night and Sunday. That's great. That is great. Yeah. And I'm glad I saw 33 performances. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember you telling me that that on the phone. <laughs> I feel better now that I know that I saw 33 performances, which is 10 more than I saw last year. And uh, last year I was like <laughs> raving about it too, so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Did good this year. Oh, they were great. They were great. And it's really cool that they've been having this for 32 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, had I known about this when I moved to Portland, I probably would have gone. Um, but I didn't know about it until, <laughs> I didn't know about it until this year or was it last year? Last year, because I remember I last talked year, to you yeah. about, I was going to Blues Fest right. last year. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't know before you knew me because it's a big deal around no, town. No, nobody told me at all about it. And I, and I'm always interested in, you know, going to good concerts and, you know, and I, and I like bluesy stuff. So. And it's the best bang for your buck too. Yeah, twenty five dollars for a day. 
20 if you buy in advance, yep. and 50 for the weekend. That's how much it was this year. That is not a bad deal. No. No. Because the performers come to play. Yes. Yeah. But that's that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's how they get every, you know, as many people there as possible. But, yeah, I, it's worth it. Great experience, and I hope to see you there next year. Unless we're broken up, in which case I will be avoiding you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully um, that won't happen. Well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We'll just, we'll just have to wait and see, and who knows? We may still be good. That's right. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yep. As you know, as long as it's still on the up and up like it is right now, then mm-hmm. you know, um, we'll see. That's right. We will see. That's right. Yes. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, um, no, no, not yet. I don't think so. Okay. I've had everything to discuss because I really want to talk about the Blues Fest. Is there anything else you want to discuss about the Blues Fest? No, I already did that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said there you wanted to talk no, about No, I said I wanted no, I said that's all I really want to talk about was the Blues Fest. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Not that not that I want to talk more about the Blues Fest because we already did. Gotcha. I thought maybe you just wanted to go on about <laughs> Well, the Blues well, there is one thing I wanted to talk about Tell really me. quick. I know we've been wa- we've been um uh binge watching some throwback TV, haven't we? We have. Yes. Should we get into this? Yes. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Go ahead. I have a um, temporary subscription on Stars. I don't know how you found out about that. Yeah, that was you. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, keep going. You turned me on to that. You see, and um, it seems like I'm always turning you on. Go ahead. (laughs) Two things. Two things. Let me clarify that. (laughs) I have some things on my body. Anyways, Uh, keep uh, uh, keep going. Okay. We're not going to go there. Um, but I will say that uh, since I've been on Stars lately, I've been watching uh, Different Strokes, which is one of uh, the many favorite TV shows that I grew up watching. And I'm on the second season. Nice. Yes. And I think when it gets, when they start getting to the more um, uh, serious ones, I think it starts either in the second or third or third season, I believe. Mm. I'm not quite sure because I haven't watched all the seasons and I haven't watched the last show. But I'm... It's getting good. It's getting good. I have been watching a show that has been a childhood favorite, or that was a childhood favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, My family used to watch it together. I think I've talked about this here before, but I'll mention it again. Yes. Because I'm getting closer to the end. Mm -hmm. Is Married with Children. Yep. Yep. Great mm-hmm. show. I'm in the beginning of the ninth season. Last night, I watched the disco episode. Did you watch the disco episode? Oh, I haven't watched much Mary with Children episodes. See, I watched so much of it, I remember when this episode first aired in 1994. Wow. Oh, yeah, I, I was done watching it. I was, like, watching other stuff, so... It's cool now because I'm seeing episodes that I remember when they first aired. Wow, so, so Christina Applegate must have been, like, her... Uh, close to her, like, early to mid-20s, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah. The disco episode is really cool. So, Katie Seagal was pregnant again. Mm. But they couldn't go back to that storyline because of what happened the first time. Oh, it's so sad. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Anyway, so they have her out of town, and they have it to where she's visiting Wanker County, which is where (laughs) she's from. At the beginning of this episode, <laughs> Kelly plays, I believe her character is called the Verminator. Yes, yes, you told me about that, yes. you know, sprays bugs and kills them. Yes. So That's a Halloween episode, right? Well, this is not the Halloween episode, okay. but she played the, uh, the Verminator in Halloween. Again, yeah, okay. But this is the following season. Anyways, right. it starts off where she's doing this commercial for the company she works for. And they say, we're so confident this bug spray works right that we're going to have our Verminator pull uh, her paycheck out of this uh, this jar of Samoan beetles, right? <laughs> and so it's like, which hand did you spray me with? He's spray me with the, the right hand. Yeah. And they're like, the left hand. And she's like, left? And he says, right. So she puts her right hand in there. Which is not the hand that got sprayed. <laughs> and so she gets sung by all these beetles. So David Faustino, who played Bud, is yeah. reading the side effects. And he says, 
Okay, it says here that you're... Uh, one of the big side effects is it makes you tell the truth. It's like a truth serum. It's just like, wow. oh, yeah, I, make, I may make fun of you, but secretly, deep down inside, I really admire your intelligence. <laughs> it's like, this would be fun. <laughs> so Peg calls from Wanker County. Her mom just had a heart attack. Oh. Or one of her cousins, I don't remember. Oh. And she's giving the news on the phone. She's like, it was a big surprise. And then Kelly says something that, you know, yeah, right, she's as big as a house or something. So yeah. Bud puts her on the phone. Yeah. And and um, Peg says, how are you doing, Kelly? And she says, well, considering how horrible of a role model you were, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> and then Bud pulls back the phone. He's like, see you in a couple weeks, Mom. Then he hangs up. <laughs> the main focus of the episode was Jefferson goes to visit Al at work. Uh-huh. And he's handing Al something, and he slips. Mm. And he falls into the wall of the oh. shoe store. Oh. And Al comes over, and he's like, Jefferson, are you all right? And Jefferson's like... I think I have whiplash. Mm-hmm. Al says, I don't have no insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then I don't have whiplash. <laughs> but while he's back there, Jefferson sees a box. Uh-huh. So they pull the box out. Mm-hmm. They're having some trouble getting it open. They finally get it open, and they see that it's shoes. Oh, wow. And Jefferson's like, these look like shoes from the 70s. Yeah. To which Al replies with, yeah, I didn't really like doing inventory in the 70s any more than I like doing it in the 90s. <laughs> So Jefferson says, how don't you get this? 70s fashion is coming back into style. Ah. We could sell these shoes and make a lot of money. And Al looks at the shoes and he's like, Jefferson, these cost less than $20 when they were brand new. Oh. lady comes up and she says, I'll buy those for $200. Wow. So they start selling all these shoes from the 70s. And they change the store into like the 70s boutique area. Wow. They run out of original stores, so they have to hire somebody to make them. <laughs> This model comes in, Jefferson gives her a pair of shoes and says, okay, you have to say when you host this next program that you're going on that this mm-hmm. is where you get the shoes from. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of ladies in the store. They sit down. Al makes them watch the thing on TV. Yeah. And she says, I got these shoes from Al's uh, Soul Shoes or whatever it was because they changed the name of the shoe Yep, store. yep. And he's like, okay. The price is now $1,500 for all these shoes. Oh, jeez. Oh. Before anybody could buy the shoes, she's walking down the runway and she slips. <gasps> and the announcer says, oh, it looks like the sole gave out uh, from the shoe that she got from Al's uh, shoe store. Oh. And then he just keeps repeating it, the announcer, and then people oh. just start walking out of the shoe store. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends. That's hilarious. That was the last episode I watched. And I, again, I remember seeing that live back in the night. Not live, but when I first saw <laughs> You never told me went to the studio and saw them. Um, speaking of 70s fashion, yes. before we uh, wrap up here, mm-hmm. uh, in the late 90s, I managed to get a pair of bell-bottom pants. My sister had a pair of bell-bottoms. The thing I hated about those things was they were, like, ugh, I kept stepping on the bottoms of them. Because mm. you know that, you know, the, 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 the style yeah, yeah. of them. Yeah. They were nice pants, but I kept stepping on the bottom of them. I'm like, oh. And I remember I had to fix, uh, I had to roll up the ends of the pants. Yeah. It probably looked really funny. Yeah. And and my I was on the floor of the gym, I think it was, because I was in PE class. And the teacher comes up to me and he's like, oh, you know, I remember I used to have bell bottoms in the 70s. And I'm like, I do not want to imagine that. No. That's weird. You're I, dating yourself. I remember being in sixth grade. And our teacher, I almost gave out her name, Mm -hmm. said to the class, she was talking about dance crazes. And Mm -hmm. she said, oh, yeah, we used to do the Chunky Monkey back in the day. Uh I remember just thinking to myself, you are old. (laughs) But so so here's the thing. I was watching that episode of Married with Children last Uh night. And I I started thinking to myself, the episode came out in September 94. And... It's been tw- it's been almost twenty five years since that episode aired. Mm-hmm. Twenty five <laughs> years before that episode would have been nineteen sixty nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm farther away from the airing of that episode than the seventies were from when that episode was made. Oh wow! And that made me feel old. <laughs> What's it going to be? Are we going to talk about? You know, I remember Outcast or. I remember so-and-so and... Yeah, you know... I remember the children. Yeah, well, I mean, compared to, you know, uh, the people that were born in our generation, within our generation, 
um, uh, you know, compare. I'm, uh, maybe I should rephrase that. Go ahead. Compared to kids that were born in like the early '90s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we know about more more things that were not even around when they were born, like married with children. Well, married with children, they were still babies when this was going on, so they probably didn't remember it. Okay. Um, like so, so my nie- my nieces and nephew were born in 2004, 2008, and 2010. Okay. There are so many things that I remember of my childhood and how my sister, my sisters and I grew up that they wouldn't understand unless we had to, we explained it. Like we had no internet until, until we were in our late teens, early twenties. We had landlines Kids don't use cell phones as much as they do now. Not nearly as much. Not I, nearly as much. I went to a school that was pretty well-known for being a financially well-off school, right? Uh-huh. And I don't think I saw a friend of mine with a cell phone until my last year in high school. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was unheard of for like a 13-year-old to have a cell phone unless it was like a, an emergency. or something. Well, I, I didn't hear about it anyway. My, my cousin wanted a cell phone. At 13, and I'm like, why does she need one? She, she wouldn't even use it. I mean, this is like in 2000, 2003 when cell phones weren't... They were popular, but there were so many glitches. I and, felt like I was being ostentatious when I got one in 2005, and I was on somebody else's plan. Oh. And it was just a cheap little cell phone. Yeah. But I felt weird about having one then. I felt weird about... So I didn't get my cell phone until 2001, like before, I think it was after I turned twenty-one. No, it was before that. It was before I turned twenty-one, and I didn't know how to turn the thing off. I only had a thousand minutes on it, mm-hmm. and every time my sister called me, we ended up talking for an hour. Mm-hmm. It would already rack up like five hundred dollars, and you know, and and you know, there were things that I, you know, my friends and I got involved with over the phone. You know, with calling people and stuff, and that adds up. And, you know, you got charged for roaming. As, as recent as 2008, which doesn't seem like it was that long ago, right? To us, it doesn't. But to a younger it person, it does. To a younger person, it does, right? To so, us, it's like last week. Right. So in 2008, when I was still in college, I still had the anytime nights and weekends. So on weekdays, I couldn't talk to anyone until after 9. That really bugged me. If I, if I, could, if I talked to somebody, I would have to keep my calls brief. Like, maybe 10 minutes. I remember that. Oh, I hated that. Like, if I had a, a boyfriend at the time, oh. I wouldn't be able to talk to him until, like, later in the evening. Unless you guys were on the same network, right? Right. Yes. That, that, uh, unless we had mobile-to-mobile minutes, in which case, I thought that was really annoying. I'm so glad that they got rid of that stuff. I oh, think yeah. what happened is they felt pressure from the internet with things like Skype and FaceTime. Right. And... Um, you know, now it's like it doesn't matter what service you're on. It doesn't matter if you're mobile to mobile. But now you can have any time, any any time minutes every day and weekends. But getting back to my question. Yes. In a couple years when my nephew is older mm-hmm. and maybe he's, you know, watching something from the 90s or he's listening to an artist from that period. Mm-hmm. And I come in the room, and I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that record. Mm-hmm. Or, ah, oh, I used to watch that TV show. I remember when this episode first aired. Right. I'm going to sound like the old guy. Yeah, I know. I don't like that. I, I don't like it either, but, you know. But, again, but I if, made fun of my parents back then. But if you think about it, right, you know, you, think, you see people that are in their, you know, well into their 60s, 70s, and 80s, right? To us, to them, okay, to them, we're like toddlers, right? Right. I mean... We're not, I don't think we're as old as we think we are compared to, compared to our, our, the, the children in our lives. I hear what you're saying. But, but I understand where you're getting at too. But I don't want my nephew to think of me as his old uncle. (laughs) Well, you are significantly older than he is. I understand that. (laughs) 
I'm not making. I'm not trying to make you feel older. I totally get that it's a part of life. I'm just saying it's a part of life. I think it I is weird though. It is. I do remember. So I do remember when my sister had her oldest daughter. Go ahead. And I was talking to a friend of mine in Hawaii, and she said, "Wow, doesn't it make you feel?" And I said, "Don't say it. Don't say it. I am not old. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about it." Well, see, it's weird because I remember when my aunts came to Hawaii, and they didn't seem old to me. They were in their 20s. My mom and my dad were in their 20s when they came to Hawaii and, and got married and started a family. My aunts came to Hawaii, and they were only in their early 20s, and they didn't seem old to me. They were still as stylish as they are now. I... Don't necessarily feel this way now. Yeah. But when I was growing up, I looked at my parents and my un- and and my aunt and uncles like they were old. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, I mean, I knew that they were. I guess pay, this is my nephew's going to have payback on me in a couple yeah. Of years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew that they were obviously much older than me. Um, but you know who I thought? You know who I thought were really old? Who's that? My second cousins and their parents, because. Uh, my, yeah, my, so my mom's cousin and her husband were much older than us when, when we were born. So they were like in their late thirties and my cousins were either like, uh, close to being adults or teenagers, except for my, my cousin who was about a couple years older than us. Okay. Uh, a couple years older than me and my, my sister. So it was strange. I, I remember when I was 11 and we went to California for the first time. Yeah. Uh, my parents and my, my relatives took us to California. And my cousin, she was living there with her husband and her, uh, their son. There are two sons, I believe. And I thought J-Lo's weren't allowed to have male children. Uh, her last name wasn't J-Lo. Okay, keep going. Uh, so my cousin was much older than us, and she already had, I think by then she had two sons. Okay. One or two sons. Uh, uh, I think she had her youngest son in Hawaii. But she was. she's always been much older than us. And her sisters were, and... You know, and her her brother was like a couple of years older than me. Uh, it, it's just weird. It really is. Mm. I mean, my mom my mom's cousin was like an aunt to me. She's still like an aunt to me. I call her auntie. And her husband was like an uncle. So it was just so odd. You know, I, I thought that. they were older. That makes sense to me. That's uh, does that make sense? It does. And I think it's because I didn't see them very much. But I was always happy to see them when I got a chance to. Mm. But the ones that I was closest to, they didn't seem really old to me. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think about that stuff sometimes. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to... Uh, no. All right. I think I'm all talked out for now. You No interesting dreams in the past week? Oh, wait, there was one dream. I, I did not really see quick. you. So say yours. This happened the other night. I think it might have been two two nights ago. It was really weird. I was with this lady, don't tell me what her name was, and I think she was supposed to be this makeup artist, and she told me to put eyeshadow, and what you do with eyeshadow is you put the eyeshadow under your lid, and it's supposed to make your eyes um, a, a darker color, I believe. It's supposed to make, you know, it's supposed to make your eyes a certain color. Um, darker or lighter, I believe. I don't put it on much. But she told me that she wanted me to put the eye shadow in my eye, like within, uh, like close to my eyeball. Mm -hmm. But she said she wanted me to do it with the solution that's supposed to make it, make my eyes moist. And I'm like, why? This is weird. So she was trying to do that. She's trying to she's trying to help me do that, and I'm like, why am I having a dream like this? I mean, I barely ever wear makeup, so why? <laughs> it was very odd. And that was a dream. That was my weird dream. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That was it. Very nice. Very nice. 
All right, Alana J. Lo. Yes. Let's go eat some cookies. Yeah. All right. All right. Until next time. Until next time.